What is up, Crusaders of Crip Nation? Bryce here, and as always, joined by my partner in crime, the one, the only, Mr. Pizza Mine. That's right. And today, we are introducing a brand new series here on Crypto 101 that we are calling The Weekly Fire. That's right. The Weekly Fire will cover this week's hottest topics, crypto's most burning questions, and some heated debates. Every day, Pizza Mine and I upload a daily dose of news from our uh, Twitter and Facebook, and the Weekly Fire is a compilation of the best stories we reported on from this past week. We know your life is busy, and crypto moves too fast to keep up with. So we're going to keep you up to date with what you need to know. The best way to do so is by joining our Facebook community. Search Crypto 101 and hit like and join. You can also see our daily uploads on Twitter at Crypto101Pod. So Bryce, what's burning? Square, the company, focuses solely on Bitcoin going forward. Tether goes liquid. Uh, There's a bunch of Senate hearings surrounding Bitcoin and Libra that we're going to be talking about. Then we had the Fed cut interest rates this week. We have some new regulations coming out of uh, the UK. And finally, it's Ethereum's fourth birthday. But before we jump into all that, let's take a quick look at how the market's performing. Since Monday, Bitcoin is up 8%, Litecoin is up 7%, and Ethereum is lagging behind at 2%. In Bitcoin, there's some heavy technical resistance between 10.5 and $10.8,000. It's probably going to keep the bulls at bay this upcoming week. Litecoin is flirting with that psychological resistance at $100, but it looks like it's about to snap any minute. We smashed the upside through the ever-reliable 20-day moving average on both Litecoin and Bitcoin this week after topping out on June 26th. So that, to me, signals that we're out of our short-term correction and that now that downtrend is reversing. But we're still awaiting a breakout in Ethereum. So, you know, it seems like Bitcoin and Litecoin are going to be your better holds this week. Many analysts are looking for this confluence of support down at around 8,000 to be tested, and it's still totally in play, but the break above 10K late Thursday afternoon sort of suggests that those bidders might not get the low prices they wish. So without further ado, let's get into the weekly fire. What do we got? We've got Square, the very famous, huge payment processor, saying that they're going to focus on Bitcoin. Mm Mm-hmm. This isn't necessarily uh, news because we've known they've been doing it, but today they had a live AMA that covered a lot of ground and got some new facts out in the air. So we're going to be going through that kind of stuff. Now, I see these square point of sales everywhere I go. I mean, it's not like Pundix who's trying to put out a new thing. Square's already everywhere. They're installed in, I read, in 2018, they were about in 7 million locations. That was April. So now I imagine they grow at... There's one stat that they said they grow about 300,000 payment merchants every month. Wow. So they're probably in the tens of millions at this point. That's amazing. Yeah. So there's a big war on who's going to be the next big payment currency and system. Is it going to be Libra? Is it going to be Flexa? Is it going to be Bitcoin via Lightning Network? Is it going to be something else? Um, So Bitcoin and Lightning just took a huge step forward. Yeah, so Jack Dorsey, who's the CEO of Twitter, is also the CEO and owner of Square. And Square is doing, um, uh, they do merchant services, point of sales. And basically, uh, you know, we just had an AMA with their, one of their leaders. And, you know, when asked, what do you, when do you expect to have a working product? They answered, the product we're focusing on is Bitcoin. Um, It's been up and running for over 10 years. 
uh, but there's still a lot that needs to be done before we reach mass, mass adoption. And then they were asked, you know, well, why don't you guys create your own cryptocurrency? And Jack Dorsey responds, well, you know, we don't need to. Bitcoin is proven, it's reliable, uh, and it's principled, it's, a, it's native to the internet. And so we think that, you know, what Square, Cash, what Square and Cash App is doing for uh, Bitcoin is bigger than almost any other company that's doing for Bitcoin in particular. Yeah, today was a major victory for Bitcoin maximalists and Bitcoin holders everywhere. Very cool. Um, in other news, we have Tether launching on the Liquid Network, and the Liquid Network is designed by the folks out of Blockstream, who uh, everybody in Bitcoin is very indebted to. Mm-hmm. Um, what Liquid Network kind of enables is uh, new assets to be issued on top of the Bitcoin blockchain, similar to how the Omni protocol, Omni layer protocol did it. Um, but this has, you know, instant settlement. Um, it has confidential transactions, has multi-sig security. Basically, what it's going to be able to do is allow exchange to exchange um, have instant settlements of LBTC, and LBTC is liquid BTC is what they're calling it, uh, and now liquid Tether. Um, so instant settlement now between uh, exchanges with Tether, so you'll be able to close all those arbitrage opportunities instantly. Yeah, yeah so that's tr- tremendous. And what this L means is basically a representation of a Bitcoin, or in this case a Tether, and it's back one-to-one. So mm-hmm. then when you finally uh, are done with your trading, then you can settle out the actual physical asset. Yep, it should be very cool. So uh, Tether is also on uh, Tron and Ethereum and now Liquid. Uh, and this is very, very bullish for all the traders who are now going to be able to get Tether from any Liquid connected exchange just like that. The Senate National Banking Committee try and figure out what the hell to do with crypto. Um, they had Jeremy Allaire, the CEO of Circle, who recently is moving his uh, operations offshore to Bermuda. And basically they asked him, like, hey, why are you doing this? And he's like, look, you guys don't have, you guys as in U.S. regulators, don't have a, um, a framework for digital assets. Because digital assets are encompassing, you know, commodities, investment contracts, and currencies. Whereas the current regulatory framework delineates all three of them as separate. And he goes, no, they're all a, a little trifecta of three. Yeah, so he's basically saying they're trying to put a round penny in a square hole. And because of that, like there's no one here in the U.S. that is confident in innovating or moving forward or working together. Uh, they're all afraid they're going to get fined or thrown in jail or having their company shut down. Mm-hmm. So it's much easier just to move offshore where... You also get a ton of tax savings as well. So there's yeah. all kinds of countries that are stepping up to say, yeah, if you run a crypto company, please come here. We'll give you no taxes for X amount of years and no problems and government support all the way up to the president. Meanwhile, we can't even do anything even in our own Senate. Yeah, so. it, it's kind of crazy. And, and Senator uh, Cra- uh, Crapo, Crapo yeah. of Idaho, he, he basically started off the hearing uh, saying, like, hey, we want innovation to At Highland, we're all about celebrating little wins and little ways to innovate digital processes. There's no customer pain point too small for us to help with. Maybe that's why more than half of the Fortune 100 looks to Highland to connect their content and data, improve processes, and turn little efficiencies into big wins for their customers and clients. Highland, intelligent content solutions for innovators everywhere at highland.com. Save big on Brunch for Mom, all in the Kroger app. 
Get 16-ounce packs of flavorful Angus 90% Lean Ground Sirloin for $4.99 each with a digital coupon. Then buy two, get two free on 12 packs of delicious Coca-Cola, Pepsi, or 7-Up, all with your card. Shop these deals at your local Kroger today. Or tap the screen now to download the Kroger app to save big today. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Prices and product availability subject to change. Restrictions apply. See site for details. Be fostered here in America because we know that if we don't move quick and if we don't move now, that we're going to lose ground to China, basically. Um, which is a true statement. So that's kind of the general sentiment from the senators is like, hey, we don't want to be left in the dust. But we also don't want this to get out of hand like all the deregulation of the banking in 2002, right, when they deregulated the $600 trillion uh, derivatives market and that it, you know, almost caused the end of the world. Uh, so, So they're trying to say, well, how do we balance this? How do we have a balanced approach where we could classify these things as as some new asset class uh, that's not just a security, it's not just a commodity, it's not just a currency, it's elements of all three, right? Um, so yeah, we'll kind of see how it, how it all shakes out, but this isn't the end uh, of all this talk at, in DC. It's, it's really just the beginning. Yeah, but at least they're starting to ask the right questions. That they are. We'll see, let's dig in. So first, I, I really wanna focus on what dropping interest rates mean. Um, so dropping interest rates, basically, like interest rates are the price of money, right? So the lower the interest rates, the easier it is to borrow that money, right? Banks make money off of lending and collecting interest payments. So the lower that the interest rates are, the more willing they're going to loan out because they need to loan out more to make that same return. So basically, uh, you know, interest rates and asset prices typically have like an inverse relationship. So if the interest rates drop, money's cheaper, money's denominating uh, the value of an asset, so the asset price rises. Mm-hmm. But in this case today, we actually saw kind of a, I, want, I don't want to call it black swan, but I'll call it something that everybody didn't really foresee, where when the Fed announced that they were officially going to cut interest rates by 25 basis, po- 25 basis points or 0.25%, um, you know, assets actually started selling off and the index of the dollar strength went up. So people, are, so people are like, what the heck? What's going on, right? But basically the idea is here is that the, everybody was pri- everybody knew that interest rates were going to get cut. It was no secret. Everybody's been talking about it. Powell's been talking about it. The Fed's been po- talking about it. Trump's been t- tweeting about it and stuff. And so when asset prices started selling off, the market kind of realized that like, hey, everybody's been pricing this in. Um, and the way that they're cutting these rates isn't necessarily a new regime change, right? So we had quantitative easing uh, to to uh, take us out of the depression or the recession or whatever. Um, and then we had quantitative tightening, which was rolling that back in. And now Trump and uh, the powers of B are trying to say, let's go back to a little bit of easier money, right? We want to be able to print a little bit more money. We want asset prices to continue to expand to the upside. But um, we didn't see that today. So I have some good quotes here. And the reason why is because, um, so Powell, who Jerome Powell, who's the chairman of the Federal Reserve says, the committee sees this as a way to ensure the market expansion. As soon as he said those words, the market sells off Um, because the market kind of saw this as a one-time thing, not necessarily something that was going to be uh, this long-winded thing. Powell continues to say, we're thinking of it as a mid-cycle adjustment to policy. That was it, right? Um, It wasn't this new, it wasn't like, the market was thinking it's going to be this full-blown new wave of quantitative easing, and it just wasn't that. And then uh, Trump had a great tweet just 50 minutes ago. 
He says, um, what the market wanted to hear from Jay Powell and the Federal Reserve was that this was the beginning of a lengthy and aggressive rate-cutting cycle, which would keep pace with China, the European Union, and other countries around the world. As usual, Powell let us down, but at least he is ending quantitative tightening, which should have started in the, which should not have started in the first place. No inflation. We are winning anyway, but I'm certainly not getting much help from the Federal Reserve. So we saw the Dow Jones, the Russell 2000, SPX, NASDAQ, all the, all the indexes for asset prices here in America started to drop. And uh, we saw Bitcoin actually not really phased one way or another. I think we kind of peaked up a little bit a, yeah. above 10K, not that much volume. But this is a, you know, we were expecting a, a full-blown trend to un, un, unfold, essentially, with quantitative easing. But it's not really happening. So we're looking forward to what you guys think about this. But it was a pretty interesting and significant day. Yeah, it sounds like we were all in this huge, long waiting pattern to see what the decision was going to be. And instead of being something big, it was just a very, very tight little tweak. Yeah, just a little tweak. And they're yeah. saying, you know, we're, we're staying with this same regime. We want to keep things tight. But I don't know. It should be interesting. But it's definitely... We have the UK regulatory bodies finally, finally, finally issuing some, some general guidance around uh, cryptocurrencies. Um, the long story short on this is that Bitcoin and Ethereum have been declared unregulated assets and are not subject to the uh, FCA's rules or watch. Yes, this is huge. So any utility token, they're just going to leave alone, do what you got to do. Anything that's kind of on the fence between utility and security, they'll judge on a case-by-case -case basis. Pretty big stuff. Um, In addition, uh, there's no new license or any other work for exchanges to do. They can now move forward without being fear of being shut down or thrown in jail, which is enormous. All except for derivatives. Derivatives, yes. uh, like what BitMEX offers or Deribit or Bybit, um, those are still going to be very closely regulated, very closely watched. Um, our, are they, in America, it's the CFTC that does that regulation. Yeah. Um, but derivatives are a completely different animal than the spot uh, the spot market. That's right, and there are there are still considering banning all crypto derivatives altogether. But that's coming. A decision Thanks. on that's coming later. So Ethereum's well, first uh, fourth birthday. Yes, that's right. Ethereum launched four years ago today. Its white paper came out in 2013, and it took Vitalik Buterin and team two whole years to make the first version of Ethereum that we all know and love today. So something that worth keeping in mind that it took all those geniuses two whole years to get just to their first version. And now... ETH um, 2.0 is coming yeah, out. And now, uh, you know, four years later, we're just ahead of uh, 2.0. So it takes a long time to get anything cool done. More, so, yeah, more or less, that's a, that's a great takeaway is that if, you know, it takes a long time to get anything cool done. Yeah. <laughs> uh, but Ethereum 2.0 is going to be very interesting. So it's dubbed Serenity. They are reducing the block reward from 3 Ethereum to 2 Ethereum. So it'll reduce the inflation rate. Um, they have proof of stake now, or preparing for proof of stake, which will be uh, very cool. And they're going to have faster transaction times uh, with Casper Protocol with sharding. Yeah. So sharding is basically parallel processing of the blockchain right. um, instead of a linear processing. So it's like hyper threading. Yeah. So just how your computer CPU went from only having one core to now four and then eight and then 16, that's what's happening to blockchain transactions on Ethereum. Should be very, very cool. So everything's gonna stay in consensus and the transactions will still be ordered, but they'll be processed at the same time. So that'll be very cool. Thank you for listening to The Weekly Fire. Be sure to follow us at Twitter at Crypto101Pod. 
And also join our Facebook community, Crypto 101 Podcast. See you next week. For the ones who work hard to ensure their crew can always go the extra mile. And the ones who get in early so everyone can go home on time. There's Granger, Offering professional-grade supplies backed by product experts so you can quickly and easily find what you need. Plus, you can count on access to a committed team ready to go the extra mile for you. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply.